Good morning. Good morning, beloved. I just had communion. And this came to me. Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood shed for you. Drink in remembrance of me. The Bible says that the stripes he took on his body paid for our healing, physical healing. That the infirmities that we might encounter are countered and overcome, paid for by his blood, shed through his body. How do we partake of Jesus' body and his blood? on an everyday basis. His life and his corpus, right? Whenever we encounter, engage, embrace someone in his name, it's him. He said, what you do for the least of these, my brethren, you're doing for me. And the life of the body is the blood. So engaging in the life of the body of Christ, of us, we engage his life. He says, when you gather two or more in my name, I'm in the midst of that. I'm in that circulation, right? I'm the blood running through your being in me and with me we don't see it and we don't even see ourselves as members of one single body in the physical we don't visibly see it it's just true he says so now Catholics believe in the real presence of Christ what I mean by that is when they take the bread and the wine they eat all of the bread, they drink all of the wine, and they have special ways of disposing of any wine that's not drunk because they believe, believe those substances are Jesus. Not just they symbolize him, but that they are eating and drinking Jesus. I'm interested in how Peter said to Jesus when Jesus was at his feet wanting to wash them. No, 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 no. (laughs) You're not going to wash my feet. (laughs) That you're not going to do. Likewise, when Jesus came to John to be baptized, John said, oh, no, no, no. I should be baptized by you. I'm not even worthy to, you know, lace your sandals. Jesus said to John and to Peter, let this be. In fact, he said, he said to John, he wanted to fulfill, right, what the prophets had said. But to Peter, he said, you can't be a part of me if you don't let me do this. Right? You are all clean, but this, you need this. You need me to clean your feet. You need me to 
wash where you meet the world, right? <laughs> Praise God. And the Bible says you should have the elders pray for you. You'll be healed. The Bible says the prayers of a righteous man avail much. There's a sense that we bring Jesus to one another. Think about the thousands he fed with physical food and how he multiplied the very little that was brought by his disciples. He blessed it and then he gave it back to them. And then as they were in the process of giving these things out, the substances multiplied, literally in their hands, in the activity of distribution, in the sharing of what Jesus had done to it. Amen. Similarly, a miraculous change happened when the firkins of water were filled with water. As they were poured out, they became wine. In the activity of the servants who had obeyed Jesus, pouring out what he told them to pour in, they experienced wonders before their eyes, at their own hands. But these were done by Christ. They did what he told them to do, and that's what they got. Paul was frustrated as the Corinthians were in line. Was it the Corinthians or the Romans? I'm going to say Corinthians just because they got in trouble. Um, Were in line at their love feasts, but they were arguing. They were pushing and pulling and he said be careful that you don't consume one another like what is this do you not do you not have homes do you not have food or drink at your homes like what is this that you're fighting one another at a place you've come voluntarily for the purpose of fellowship of being together (laughs) praise God so I took communion with union and it was you know a wafer gluten-free wafer and a bit of grape juice and I remembered Jesus but I'm interested in something I'm interested in the healing that Jesus bought for us all of us as he took stripes on his body as he suffered amen for our Prepare for our restoration, for our wholeness in Him. As we, the body, gather in unity, and as we share one another with one another, as Paul talked about, sharing songs and hymns and spiritual songs and admonitions and preachings, etc., we're building up, amen, the body. We're strengthening together. Our infrastructure is being attended to as each of our spirits are encouraged, heartened by our time. Praise you, Jesus, our joint time. Ephesians 2, 
talks about her being a temple that is being built up, right? Joint by joint, member by member. All of this speaks to me. All of this being with one another speaks to me of a living communion where the real presence of Christ is. Might sound um, different than you've heard, but it's no different than what the Bible says, right? Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. It's no longer me, but Christ Jesus who lives in me and the life that I live is now by faith in the one who loved me and gave his life for me. And in the presence of others that I'm meeting in Christ Jesus, he is there. He's in my heart. He's coming through. And he's mingling like wine with spices in the midst of a meeting that happens with the body. I recently felt that leaders preachers and pastors were coming down off the pulpit. Now this might not be physical. It's just how I experienced it. Kind of an Ezekiel illustration. To meet their people right where they are. As they are. Right in it with them. And sitting down and sharing at a peer level. Now how that goes and how many levels dimensions I don't know but it feels significant interestingly enough I feel it's significant for the leaders for the pastors for the preachers that for the priests there's an activity of leading that I believe is being broadened and deepened to be an activity as Paul said follow me as I follow Christ. Now watch this. You follow me, Paul, while I follow Jesus the Christ. But if the place that I find the Christ is in you and in me and in us, the activity of leading you and following him grows in its dimensionality it's really interesting because the Holy Spirit of course is in all of us who believe and he can speak through a child he can certainly move through a rock he can talk to someone in the pews and the difference between the pews and the pulpit is shifting or is experiencing an enlightenment as God pulls people from the obscurity of the wallpaper in the corners to do things they never dreamed and some of them without any experience without any skill that man would point to no degrees and that's not necessarily new for preaching but I mean even in skilled positions in things that require handiwork and planning and strategy and expertise God's moving through his people sovereignly he's doing things in us and among us. Praise you, Jesus. This thing about our infirmities being healed by the stripes he took. You know, I was learning about maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, 
about the striations on a conifer, on a balsam tree. The tree bleeds through these striations. It bleeds sap. And that sap is used for a number of things. (laughs) Um, Roads, right? Making roads, literally building infrastructure. Medicines, perfumes. Um, maybe even some foods. It's almost like your, you know, one-stop shop, you know, adhesives. Uh, and balm. There's an emotional and a spiritual gifting that these pine trees offer in their being. And they do literally offer resin. But people collect it through these striations. There are organized efforts to get this sap. Okay. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I'm just giggling because I'm remembering a poem that I wrote almost 20 years ago when I talked about color and being like a sap. And I didn't know where that came from. I didn't know I was being prophetic. Amen. that we are sap we are the trees we are those evergreens we're also offering that resin we're also offering that medicine to one another that's jesus coming through that's the holy spirit reaching me reaching you with what we need not just a thing but the thing right not just one particular thing and we find a way for that to fit what we need but that thing literally fitting form fitting our needs right now praise you jesus And the healing is physical. It's also anything we need. You think of healing and deliverance maybe coming into one, right? Healing and deliverance. Bringing peace. So if you think of being sort of at the bottom of something, negative something, And coming from that negative, coming from that lack, coming from that pain, that damage, coming from that trauma, coming from that sickness, coming from whatever's underneath, you know, I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm uh, whatever you're lacking, amen, I'm lacking, I'm, I'm ignorant, I'm lacking knowledge, I'm foolish, I'm lacking understanding, whatever those things are, coming to a sort of mm, level, Right, like in contractual work, contractors, construction, level. All of that would be maybe healing. All that's coming to peace. And then when you pop through the top like a plant, now we're talking thriving. Now you're growing up and out. Now you're experiencing things that are not just out of the negative, getting out of debt, so to speak, right? Getting out of sin and its spin cycle. But now you're going into the goodness of the Lord, right? All that's in his kingdom with his joy and thriving and succeeding and fulfillment and flourishing and fertility, right? And the blessings of your fidelity to him, your roots, right? Gripped to Jesus. If you think about it in those terms, that coming from the ground to a level and then from the level up 
to the peak, to the summit, to agape, to the best. Praise Jesus. Jesus paid for it all. And when we talk about not being infirm, I do believe the communion, the community of the saints is, yes, encouraging and you know inspiring indeed. It's also healing. We're healing one another. We're being healed when we gather. Someone came to me when I was in school. Uh, well, they were passing me by and I could see that they were walking through something. I saw it a little bit, but I think I felt it in the spirit. And they came into my apartment and they were there for three hours. And when they left, they said, we've had church. Well, I happened to have had communion cups that my dad gave me. And we had the Bible. We sang songs. We just sat. I sat on the floor and she sat on my chair. I think I only had one chair in my apartment. Well, one, you know, like furniture chair, not kitchen chair. And uh, and she had had a diagnosis, a bad one. And within weeks, she had a different report. She was no longer suffering underneath that diagnosis. God had done something in that time. And no doubt other people were praying for her. Amen. Um, but that time of fellowship in the Lord, having nothing to do with our flesh, our person, so to speak, but Jesus really showing up for his beloved in that three hours. So COVID, right? Grounded people in their silos and some people fighting that, some people connecting anyway, and maybe that being some of how we're still journeying. I personally felt I heard from the Lord, it will be hard for people to to stay still, right? To stay at home. And it has been. Praise you, Jesus, for help in the midst of that journeying that we've been doing but just because we're not in person right doesn't mean we're not together meeting on zoom I believe is like a stepping stone toward meeting in the spirit where we know we're connected on such a level we pray for each other we encourage each other like where the Lord begins to have us do things, walk in ways that, you know, we don't know what's going on across the street or down the block, but the Lord does. And as sovereign, (laughs) as he's directing all of us, and we are literally responding to the Holy Spirit, because we're all coming from this one holy place, obeying, lovingly responding to his promptings, I'm thinking of Ezekiel 1, right, where these four living beings move and it talks about them talks about was it their spirits their wheels moving where the spirit was going to go so before the spirit even went they went right so there was such a connectivity between them and between the spirit and they had their spirits it said their spirit was in the wheel so there was a spirit so this spirit that we meet in even if I don't even if I'm not standing next to you worshiping the Lord, praise God, 
if I'm worshiping and you're worshiping and there's a need that you have, the Lord can drop that into my spirit and I can just pray for you. I can just lovingly think of you. You know what I mean? The enemy really wants people frightened of trusting the Lord and letting him lead in a strong way. And and also... Um, hesitant to get quiet to turn our attention to the Lord to experience Him in this one-on-one this kind of secret place Holy of Holies worshiping or listening or reading or being but I believe that we're actually closer to one another we can be together in the flesh but when we're together in the spirit and we're more and more conscious more and more participant, um, partnering even, amen, in that. I just believe that there's food there (laughs) to eat. I believe there's healing there to receive. And I believe there's even um, joy, like enjoyment of one another to experience. So, yes, we can in the physical striate. You know, we can cut into the tree and the tree cries and out comes the sap and it's good for all these things. There is an activity of the Holy Spirit that brings forth gifts from us, right? Like exercising in such a way that patience <laughs> is increased <laughs> and we're loving more and we have more faith and, and the way towards that greater fruitfulness that pruning that we experience, that sanctifying, purifying, purging going on doesn't always feel good and doesn't always make sense, right? We can't always connect those dots and name that Jesus in our flesh. But God is trustworthy and whatever he's doing, it really is good. It really is good. Um, And we just cleave to Jesus throughout it. Amen. And in that... I'm just getting a sense of the Ezekiel temple in chapter 48 where it says there's a name to this temple and the name is the Lord is there. I think of King Jesus on his throne in your heart, but not just in your heart, but all the way through circulating. Amen? We are his envelope. We are his body. We are his garment. We are his bride. He also is our covering. Amen? He is our priest. He is our Lord. He is enveloping us as well. Excuse me. And my sense is that in communion with Him directly, we become closer to one another. And with one another, we are becoming more of who we are in Him and more of him in us is coming through and you know sometimes community is not easy right but this thing about unity not just doing unity but d-e-w doing in unity doing a process experiencing and unfolding that in itself has this sap offering to it where we're not, where people are not doing surgery, you know, where we're not having, I don't know, tree people, I don't know who does that, but whoever does the sap getting, you know, where people aren't having to make us 
cry, you know, um, where we're offering our, our sap up, where we, through yielding to the Holy Spirit, are enjoying and enduring experiences that bring us up out of the ground of whatever darkness, okay, and then popping through the light, and now experiencing so much fruitfulness. And I don't mean to make that sound like dualism, like there's never a challenging time in the light or that there's never light when you're walking through a time of desolation. What I mean, though, is my sense is we can believe for, pray for, speak into each one of us in the body of Christ coming to a place of peace as the Shulamite has as the, at the end of the Song of Solomon. A place of peace. <clears throat> Not just one who has peace, but one who is of peace. She says, I became as one. I think she said, who became peace in his eyes. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And what is that saying? What I hear in it is as, as I abide in the Lord Jesus... I who am his help me in becoming more of who I am, right? He is exercising me <laughs> as I enjoy and endure time with him. He's holy, amen? I'm holy by faith, but he's actually, by the washing the water of the word, literally making me holy in plain sight. This is the journey of the Shulamite. And... I feel like you can be encouraged today, whether you are surrounded by people and you're overstimulated or you are by yourself and you're feeling lonely, Jesus is there. And if you say, well, I don't really know him, it's okay, you can. (laughs) You can. He ain't but a Jesus, I want you away. Amen? A lot of things seem a lot of things in this hour. I think this is a time of famine when it comes to truth, when it comes to revelation, wisdom, insight. And so I want to encourage you to take a little time in the morning or at night and just check in with the Lord. Hey, Lord, I don't want to trust me, my hearing. I want my eyes to see and hear and taste and feel that which you are. And the same for my ears, the same for my all of my senses. Help me to be spiritually awakened to you and your love for me. I want to be in love with you so that's what I believe communion is that you and I in the body of Christ we are coming to a place where we are being with one another we're being in union together and this activity is beginning perhaps in phileo or eros or some expression of goodwill or um, affection, affinity, allegiance, alliance, but it's growing. And it's even complexifying. It's, it's becoming more intricate and more overarching and we're being infused with love and we're ascending in and to love to where we belong, that throne we sit on, amen? That place of great royalty and reigning. You might think about, you know, ah, you know, (laughs) peel a grape for me, right? That may be your young way of thinking about being a king or queen, a prince or princess. 
But in fact, God who is love reigns in love. And those of us just soaked in the blessings of the Lord are quite anointed to take this trek, right? To walk this road, less travel, to experience this sometimes rocky journey up to a place where we are in his rest and the rest is in his love. Again, about 18 years ago, 20 years ago, I wrote a book of poetry and the last chapter was called The Rest in Love. Did I know anything of the things I've told you about today? None at all. I, I'm at this moment that I'm sharing with them, with you, sharing them with you. A lot of it's coming together as I'm speaking like sinews. Whoa, whoa. Like bone upon bone and joint upon joint, God is showing us through my mouth, born in my spirit and my heart and my head coming to ideas as things are being put together, right? Dot to dot to dot to these dead bones, these dry bones, receiving connectivity, this and that fit, right? Like a puzzle piece. Okay, that knee bone connected to the, right? But then you just have a skeleton. <laughs> what good is that, amen? Outside of the medical laboratory. And then we've got these joints and these sinews and muscles, tendons, right? You've got veins. You've got corpuscles. You've got blood, life. You've got skin. You've organs and wow, right? Teeth and nails and hair. You've got blinking eyes and a moving mouth and hands and feet to go somewhere. This, I believe, is the body, the bride, waking up, the beauty coming to. Yes, lovely, and a lion, a lioness. If the king of Judah is a lion, you better believe his bride's a lioness. And what I mean by that is where you would have feared, where you would have been depressed, where you would have been dejected, where you would have been discouraged, there's a more excellent way and through the love that we are coming to we're also gaining courage this word courage cur right the word cur in french heart coming from the word that means heart and interestingly that very same word just like the resin coming out of a tree that very same word can speak of a choral choreography it can speak of charis and the grace that is ours and how we're saved by faith. Amen. It can speak to so many different things. We are growing exponentially. We are expanding by God's grace. He's causing us to prosper. And prosperity is a beautiful word, just like fulfillment and flourishing and abundance. There's a cornucopia, amen, for us in this hour to embrace lastly I spoke spring summer and beloved about our vessel moving out of the water as things are flooded a bit there's a lot going on and there are many different ways that you can look at it as we 
fix our eyes upon Jesus and interpret what we see in terms of what God says. We find ourselves less attracted to, magnetized by, gravitationally pulled towards things that are not what he's saying, however logical, however obvious, however intellectually clear they may seem. We lose our, or superstition, right? We lose our eye and heart grip, grasp, interest in those things. Doesn't mean you don't like science, okay? Just gonna say that. We look to him. We look to the math teacher in the sky, the IT tech in the sky, the, amen, the geologist in the sky. We look to the one who made everything. And he leads us unfailingly home. And your home might be a toe bone, right? Your home might be a left or right eye or even an eyelash. Whatever you do is imperative, right? You are a necessary member of the body of Christ. Praise you, Jesus. You do bring a dish to the table that our body needs. Your nutrients, your minerals, your vitamins. And as you are in community, we all are growing we're healing we're becoming we're joining we're strengthening and I believe I believe that as we dare to allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength the unity of the Lord to truly be a definition a defining characteristic we are not just going to be let's say protected and I thank you God for protection privileged, right? With his presence, but we're going to be present in him. We're going to speak a thing and it's going to be so. We're going to see things come into alignment with God's holy will. We're going to see God's will done. And so with that, I just want to invite you to let the old be passed away. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Agree with anything God brings to you. And if you say, well, I don't even know how to discern good from bad, God from not. Tell him that. Talk to him about that. Communicate your desire to discern well. Ask him for wisdom. Seek his insight. Care about how he feels about what you're doing and what you're saying and where you're going and how you are. Right? Proverbs 3, 5 to 7 says, you trust him. He's going to direct your paths. You acknowledge him in all your ways. You choose what he's saying over what you sense. And you're going to be going in a direction that offers a lens to heaven for all who view you. It truly is the way of the Shulamite, but as an entire body. Amen. I bless you. I pray that God keeps you. And I welcome you to join Beloved uh, Thursdays at 6 and Saturdays at 11 Mountain Time. Amen. Have a good day.